Welcome back, everyone, to the 3F Podcast. As always, your host, Timothy Clayton Cornell, with my two co-hosts, Dad, a.k.a. Jason. His real name is Dad, in case anyone is asking. And Jeffrey Feliz Cumpleaños McGee. Hey, what up, y'all? How y'all doing today? <laughs> Happy birthday, Jeff. Ripe young age of 35. Whoa, bro, chill, man. I got like another eight years till that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying I'm trying to slow time down so I don't get there. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, today uh, we are going to talk about real estate. And uh, the way I like to start every episode, does anyone have any fun drinks today? Dude. I have my Zevias. You can't, you can't. Do we have the same one? We have the same one. The Premier Premier beer. Beer. Yes. Yep. The ones that you can never find in the supermarket. Yep. I saw <laughs> them at Whole Foods. Water. You got water? Yep. Gotcha. Well, we're all pretty basic. Zevia, I feel like might be the answer. So we may have to scrap that segment one day. But we'll talk about the real segment, which is real estate and uh, the three of us, we have a property together out of North Carolina, but it took us, uh, I believe, about four months to get that first property in North Carolina together once we started talking and forming an LLC and figuring out what we were going to do, correct? Uh, sounds about right. Gotcha. And uh, the thing that got us there, before we get into our North Carolina deal, I want to talk about our failed deal, the one that we had to retract our offer on and had to go through a lot of stuff because of, of funding issues uh, and issues that popped up in the deal. So at the time, myself and Jeff uh, were both in Delaware and we were looking for our first rental. And we, we found one that we thought was good in Wilmington, Delaware. It was a condo in a very, very old building in an up and coming area of Wilmington. It was a, it was a nicer area of Wilmington, Delaware. If anyone doesn't know, that's right there on the edge of Philly. So you can have one street being beautiful, one street being all right, and the next street being gang violence, all within, you know, 150 feet of each other. Um, so that was our first deal. Uh, we went and looked at the property and it was in the $85,000 area, if I remember right. Uh, right. Right around there, 80, 90. Somewhere around there. Yeah, I was thinking of somewhere around 90 something. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, so it was, it was just shy of $100,000. And we ended up putting an offer in a little bit below what they were asking. And we all got, uh, our offer got accepted, something that we didn't expect. We were all very new. Uh, obviously, it's our first offer. And a lot of people would just say, you need to get in. You need to get your first deal. You need to get your feet wet. You're going to learn so much whether you lose money or not. And with that, we didn't know about a lot of the creative financing strategies. We didn't have the setup yet to do the Burr method, which is what we would do on our second offer. And we were just trying to really force ourselves into a deal. And with that, our down payment was about $18,000. And we agreed between the three of us that we could come up with six grand each and split the property three ways with Jeff and myself doing a lot of the management you referring to, to dad about what needed to be done from a business perspective and a tax perspective. And I just remember once we got our offer accepted and we got a, and even with a bank, a funding option accepted, we got a, a due bill of about $28,000, uh, $18,000 for closing with some change, 
uh, multiple thousand dollars for title. Uh, and it, it just kept compounding. And then I think as we kept going, we kept learning more about the property. I believe Jason found out about all the city issues with having to register as a property manager, which we could not fulfill. Yes, we had to use someone who was based in the city limits within 12 square blocks or whatever it was. The property manager had to be within that specific area or they could not manage the property. Yep. And they, I called the city and asked them, how do you search this? Anytime there is a sale transfer in the city of Wilmington, and it's just a city ordinance, not a county ordinance or a state ordinance. They said that they will immediately search for a property manager for the property through public records. And if not, there's a heft, there's a warning and then a hefty fine. And with that property managers, especially in the Northeast, I found uh, your minimum payment is the first month's rent and then 10% a month on top of that. So we were getting into a condo deal that was renting at about $1,200 a month. And so our mortgage was going to be at about an $80,000, $75,000 loan was going to be relatively low. Uh, a few hundred dollars, maybe four or $450 with insurance expected. And then we had the property management fee of $150 plus the whole first month's rent. So we'd be losing uh, $1,300 or $1, off the front and then $130 a month. And then something that I had never knew about, as I'm sure everyone has issues with HOA, or a lot of people have issues with HOA, was a COA, which was completely new to me, Condo Owners Association. And that number came in at $540 a month. That with our rent being $1,300 and the combination of the property management and the uh, what's sort of like the, the, loan payment. the loan payment, we were already at, I think about 1250 a month, not to mention the whole first, uh, whole first month's payment being lost. And then I'm trying to remember, there was a fourth thing that popped us that really just sent us over the edge and had to like, we need a way out of this deal. You know what it was? The, uh, the water. It was either yeah. cable or water. There was a special like $110 a month fee or something for water. Um, or I forgot what the number was, but it ended up, I think after all in all, we cleared about $13 per month. Yes. That, that set us, that was before we set aside any capital expenditures, any additional money uh, for replacing appliances, upgrading quality of life. And they were doing massive repairs on the building. So there, there was a note that the, the COA, the Condo Owner Association, could have a spike in payments over the next few years. So we got this deal. It sounded great. We get told about the, the property management. I'm like, okay, I guess that cuts in. But we were still clearing almost double. We were at about 600, 650, making 1,300. Then we get this Condo Owner Association. We're like, oh, we make 100 bucks a month. But we immediately go in with some equity because the area is worth about $100,000, $115,000 for condos and maybe clearing $100 a month and keep getting, if a tenant was going to be in place because there was a tenant in place, we can continue on, maybe make it after the first year. And then I remember there was a, the tenant stated they may want to stay for the rest of the year. They may want to get out. So there wasn't even a guarantee of having that tenant yes. in there. So every week as we moved forward, we were getting ready with loan documents. We were talking to funding different uh, from different banks after we got initially 
approved. We even looked at some other options and that, that straw broke the camel's back to where after the first, it would have taken us over two years to break even on rent after paying the property manager. Forget any type of the cash on cash return, IRR, any like capital rate, nothing. We would have just to make back the payment to the property manager. We would have needed uh, the one person to live there for two years. And that doesn't even begin to cover our down payment with a that lot was, more. That was just your break even point for, for day one. Yep. That doesn't even cover the $28,000 that we would have to get into the property. And with condos, if you haven't done a lot of research, they, they rarely appreciate a lot. It takes a lot of external factors, extremely growing uh, cities. And Wilmington is, is not seen to be one of those cities. So they just kept seeing like, hey, this is another thing you have to carry. Hey, this is another thing you have to carry. Hey, keep your eye out for this. Hey, it's another thing you have to carry. And it got to the point that we ended up pulling our offer uh, and almost losing our, our deposit, our $2,000 deposit. And it was because of that that we learned, and something that everyone listening should learn, one, check city laws and city ordinances whenever you're looking at a property, because every city is different, and you never know when you're going to have a mandatory $1,300 bill up front or $130 bill, or you can't self-manage, even if you live in the area, because there's some states that you have to be a registered broker in real estate to be a property manager. So there's all these things that we learned of well, how is the tenant in place want to stay there? What is our down payment going to be? What is our closing cost going to be? That needs to be factored in as soon as you make an offer. What is what is my property management fees going to be? Talk to different property managers in the area. Are there any expected long-term capital expenditures? And all of those things that could have a negative tick had the tick for this property and it ended up us being walked away. And I think when I checked two months ago, this was back in March and April, of, of 2021. It is now December. When I checked in October, that property was still on the market. No one else had moved into that property because more experienced investors than us saw it and they didn't even give it the time of day. Yep. There, it got removed from the MLS as a pending and then it went right back and there has not been any changes since. And because of that, we went back to searching. It would have been really easy to put our tail between our legs and walk away, right? I know it could have easily, oh, okay, this doesn't work. Let me go throw it in stocks. Let me go throw it in crypto. And we decided we're going to keep looking. And I had somebody reach out to me through a bigger pockets group uh, for a house outside of Fayetteville, North Carolina, that was for less than $15,000. And that is when Key and Dad, Dad became <laughs> way more hands-on than Jeff or I had. So do you want to tell us about the first time you went and saw our house out there? Yeah, that was uh, uh, an interesting trip. It's um, one, it's a three, three and a half hours, uh, one way to get down there. But uh, get down there. It's Lumberton is, from what I'm told by a few of the contractors that we've been dealing with, with this project, that it is either the poorest or second poorest city in the U.S., um, but it's not run down. It's actually a nice little small town. Um, the neighborhood it was in was uh, uh, probably 50-50 renovated. Some of it was still the older mill home styles, uh, but it was one of the few brick homes in the neighborhood. Um, small, it was, uh, just over or right around 900 square foot. Um, 
So I was like, all right, you know, this has got potential. You know, the, the outside is solid. Um, yard's not a bad size. Uh, the roof looks good. Um, but there was flood damage. Yep. So, you know, went inside, did a full little walkthrough. Knew we were going to need some uh, some work. Um, did some measurements, took a bunch of photos and videos. Uh, and then took the three and a half hour drive home. Um, popped open the laptop and... Of course, this is when lumber decided to go up 400 <laughs> percent. So yeah. it was a bad time to try to do a renovation, but uh, we use those numbers. Um, and I remember calling TJ and saying, "Hey, look, you know, this is what we're looking at. You know, if we replaced, you know, floor joists, we're doing all drywall, all new electrical, all new plumbing, uh, you know, all new subfloor, um, our flooring, all new cabinets, brand new bathroom." And we went through and ran all the numbers and found out what it was going to run us. Um, just buying our materials from, you know, Lowe's or Home Depot, you know, your local big box and, uh, and, and guesstimating what the hours are going to be. And we were dead on, you know, we said um, about 25 grand for material. And then the labor, we would probably be between 40 and 60 total. And we're luckily lumber came down um, to about a hundred percent over what it was, yep. but uh yeah, we're about a week out from this being complete. It was a long, drawn-out process. Yeah, uh, we, we had a real hard time finding um, contractors. Um, and it was always, we call two or three people, set them up. I drive down on a Saturday or I take a day off from work, drive down there, and they didn't show. Or um, they would show up and they just kind of like look around and go, yeah, 25 to 60 grand and then walk away. Here's my business card. Um, never really got a feel that, anybody wanted to do the work or was even competent enough to do the work. Um, wait a few weeks, find a few more guys, get some more phone calls. Finally, some people are returning emails or text messages. Uh, again, make more trips down there um, to meet people and try to get some more quotes. Um, making random trips down there every once in a while, just to view the property, make sure that, you know, nobody's pulled the plywood off the windows and went in and destroyed the house any more than it already was. Um, but yeah, it took probably for what April we got the house started September. Uh, it was October, and was I was going to touch on that. Yeah. yeah, I think it was September when we finally talked with uh, the contractor who we decided to use. Yes, um, kind of went back and forth with some questions and some numbers. Finally received a contract. Um, we came back and said, "Look, you know, we want to supply all the materials." Uh, you know, to keep the number down for, you know, most guys have a very small markup, but it's still a markup. Um, and with the benefit, thankfully of you getting a military discount, we get a little bit better pricing on material. Yep. Um, so we, you know, we went with the contractor and it's, we've run into a few issues um, that were unforeseen. Uh, again, dealing with the city, um, we yep. found out there was a few things that needed to be done that in the, in the specific order, um, which we didn't know. And the contractors thought he knew. And he's like, well, that's not what we did them before. And they're like, well, that's the way we're doing it now. Um, but it's, it's been a small roller coaster. I wouldn't say it's anything crazy. Um, it's been kind of, I'd say it's a kiddie roller coaster. It's just a little, little hills, but uh, everything's per se going smooth. Um, I think once this is done and we're able to, step forward into our, our refinance stage, try to cash out some. And I think the second one's going to go a lot smoother with the experience 
especially from the first one and then carrying that into this property and then taking what we learned from here, it's going to make the next one that much easier. It's not yeah. going to be so many surprises, um, you know, whether it's through city ordinances or if it's dealing with the contractor himself, um, dealing with, you know, uh, materials or part procurement, you know, to get you know, everything finished. Uh, of course, you know, with the prices and all coming down, our next biggest obstacle there was uh, just getting the materials because everybody is so low on quantities and stock on hand. Um, that became an issue, you know, yeah. trying to go from one store to another, from one city to another. And uh, I'm sure we probably had to pay these guys for their time. Um, they've been pretty good with us, but not, you know, hitting us up for here's an extra bill for this. Uh, but it's, it's been a process. Yeah. And I do want to state, so with the, the contractor thing, we, we bought the house in April, I believe we closed in May. Uh, we fought, we went through the multiple contractors and we ended up agreeing on somebody in July and you went out in August. We kept getting this text and this is a great thing. If yeah. You, the first contractor, I was kind of yeah. skipping that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, uh, it, it's a very important deal to kind of try to get references. If you're doing long, long distance real estate investing, there's, there's a book on long distance real estate investing. And we bought this house as a burr. There's another book on burr that talks about you buy the house cash, you uh, rehab it, you fix it up, make it livable, you rent it, then you go to the bank and refinance it. There's no taxes on a refinance. If you sell a house after you fix it, you have to pay taxes on capital gains. There's ways around it, but essentially buy, rehab, rent, refinance, and repeat. You can, you can take a lot of cash to a house, fix it up. You can refinance that money out of it and go take that money and buy another house. So you can keep compounding the same money, uh, which is contrary to popular belief of the 20% down to buy any rental property. So we had a contractor in July and it was not the lowest bidder, but it was the one that at originally had the most contact with us through the phone. And after every week of, hey, how's it going? Uh, I got stuck on this job. I'll be there next week. Uh, I need another the, week to wrap the original, up. The original conversation with him, he had the most promise. He put forth the most time on site with me um, when we talked with him. And it was, you know, they were coming back with 3D renditions of what their the house was going to look like when they were done. Um, you know, even asked what the color scheme was going to be on side so he could, you know, shade the floors to brown or gray and then, you know, white walls and then, you know, white cabinets, whatever it was going to be. And, uh, you know, compared to the other guys who just came in and spit a number out and said, have a nice day. Um, that's why we went with this guy. But it turned into a promise in one hand and wish in the other. Yep. It ended up being, uh, I think it was just at the six week mark. I think we agreed to go with him just after July 4th and it was mid August. I was, uh, I was actually on vacation in Colorado when we found out he hadn't done a single thing. He had went to the house, said there was a roof leak uh, and left. That was all we had heard in six weeks after pestering him. Uh, and it got to the point that we ended up firing a contractor. Luckily no money was due because no services were rendered. But with that, and then trying to find another contractor, getting through contract, making agreement, it took us another month because we all have full W-2 jobs to get to that point. So we lost, essentially, uh, if it, it took about a month and a half for the rehab. We lost from July to, to now, an opportunity. November, yeah. Yeah, so the, we lost almost six months of opportunity to have this, this house rented out and moving on to our next property. 
Now there is some blessings in there. Uh, I know it's amazing that Jeff is kind of quiet on this one, uh, but due to some life changes, the deal that was three-way had to change a little bit. I don't know if you want to touch just a little bit on that, Jeff. Uh, yeah, due, due to some uh, circumstances that I'm going right now with uh, military, my life very soon will probably be changing. Um, I'm probably going to be transitioning out very soon. So um, with that, I kind of had to step back a little bit um, just to kind of ramp up my savings a little bit and just make sure that I'm secure. So um, my, my investment stayed at my initial investment that we made. And um, we kind of just worked out a certain percentage that I would be getting based off of my, you know, the, the amount that was invested. Um, and it was a very fair deal and uh, we're still involved. So basically what's going to be going on is once I figure out where my path is and where we end up, that way we can, we can continue um, to expand. So let's say I end up in Florida. Uh, we're just going to continue looking for properties and uh, find different creative ways to kind of continue to work together and, and split those and, and get in on these deals, take advantage of them. Um, but for right now, uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much where we're going with that. Um, I was going to ask, did we want to get into how we discovered this deal and uh, the whole initial? Yeah, we, we can jump to that before we jump into some of the, the rehab management. So go ahead with that. Yeah. Um, so basically came across, you came across a wholesaler right on, on Facebook, yep. right? Yep. Facebook, and, marketplace. Um, Facebook marketplace. And what was, uh, what was the initial offer, right? It was 14 K. Uh, they were, they were asking 15. Yeah. They were asking 15. Asking 15. They came in, uh, I think 13, five, 13. And, uh, what we end up settling on 12 something. Uh, right? 12. Yep. Right. About 12. Um, off of Facebook marketplace. Yep. So yeah, for all those, for all those of you thinking that Zillow or Redfin, or those are the only places that you can find a deal. Um, probably some of the best deals you're going to find are on private. Yep. The Facebook marketplace, uh, yeah, the Craigslist, the Facebook marketplaces, all that stuff, Facebook groups. Uh, hey, it was, uh, the, the wholesale, he was, it was him and his, his brother. And I think an uncle that, um, who did these, uh, unfortunately, because of the issues we had with contractors and getting this property going, uh, we missed out on a few other properties that uh, he had available that yep. he was offering to us at some pretty good rates. Now, I actually drove down on another time. Ugh, sorry. Uh, nope, I got those. Trying to make <laughs> <a notification. laughs> um, that were there were actually reasonable offers that you know he was he was giving us for these houses, but at the time we just. Uh, um, Timeline trying to get this property done, not wanting to compound the issues we were having. And uh, of course, you know, financial stability, not wanting to stretch ourselves too too thin. Um, you know, we had to hold off on those. But um, I'm sure once this is done, we'll end up contacting him again to see what else he's got. Yeah. So, you know, we we got a con, we got a we got through our wholesaler, we got a property. Closing was, by the way, with the wholesaler. Uh, if anybody wants to know that our our process was seamless. It was two weeks to close. Once we had proof of funds. Yep. It, it was done. Uh, we had our, we went through our contractor issues, which was discussed. Uh, and then once we got it started, which was mid October, like, like Jason was saying, we spent a good amount of time on, on our personal lives, just going on to Lowe's, ordering everything, taking calls back and forth. Uh, they had to do a massive repair. Like he said, there were certain things that had to be done in certain ways. The biggest one 
was this house was flooded three years ago, which is why we were able to get it for so cheap because nobody wanted to touch this city. One of the reasons it's very poor. However, they still have a very high rental demand and they, the rates, because we were able to get the house so low and we knew what our repair costs would be in an area, we found that this deal would be worth it. And so we spent a lot of time, we had to repair floor joists, we had to repair electricals, we had to rip out windows. And the biggest thing that got in our way, I'll say, was our FEMA issues. If anybody ever buys a house that has been flooded, you will have to- In a floodplain. It didn't have to be flooded, but if it's in a floodplain, because this one fell in the 100-year floodplain. Yep, the 100-year floodplain. You have to file with FEMA your repair cost. Now, there's a bunch of sub points about if it's to repair uh, repair flood issues, if it's just demolition, you don't have to include it. But we had to sit down with a con- our contractor or Zoom call with our contractor, list every part that we wanted in the house to include drywall, paint, ceiling fans, the, the covers and the fan for the bathroom, all had to be included in this, plus the labor cost had to be less than half what the value of the house was. And then our contractor had to go in person to the city and sign it in front of a government official. So if you ever buy a house that's in the 100-year fund plan or has a flood issue, you will have to deal with those FEMA issues. These are all little things that kept popping up that we knew nothing about. Same thing in our first deal, except for now, we are 100% stuck with the property. But like we said before, Jason was able to run some really great numbers on repair costs. Uh, the purchase price was about twelve five, and then closing costs made it about thirteen eight. We had a great idea of we were going to pay our contractor once we got a great contractor, one that was able to communicate with us and get guys out to the job of about $25,000 up front. There's been some changes because of some unforeseen. And then our parts are right in the $25,000 area. So our our total is coming up to about $62,000, which is what we were planned on was the 60 to 65. Thanks to the Burr method, uh, we have a property manager set up because it is a distance deal. We don't want to be there every month trying to collect the rent or trying to fix a washing machine or a dishwasher that broke. Was, so we've got a property manager lined up that's going to fill the property for us, a little bit better rates than what we found in Delaware. And so we've got our buy, we've got our house at a discounted rate. We got our rehab pretty much done there. All they're doing is the final install of the shower, the toilet and the floors this week. We're going to move to the rental process, which we do have some people lined up. And then we go to the refinance. If you don't know, if you don't have a loan against anything, you can take a loan out against your assets, which is your house. I believe you can do it for other things usually at a higher rate, but with the housing market so great right now, we can go to a bank and say, hey, we own this commercial property and we would like to take a 70% loan of its value. They're going to go say, that's right. Oh, sorry. It's a residential property, but it's a commercial <laughs> commercial loan because it's owned during an yes. LLC. Yes. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a little bit different rates than houses uh, for that you own yourself uh, to live in. So a commercial loan on a residential property, they're going to come out, assess it, and they say, okay, it's worth this much. We'll loan you 70%. Because it is a loan, it is not taxed. So we take that money, we can pay ourselves back for any debt we've accrued through this rehab, pay ourselves back for what we had to pay the contractors out of pocket. And then we can take whatever's left. You know, if we want to move it into another deal, we want to keep applying it to the property or we just want to hold it. 
It is all 100% legal. It is all 100% tax-free because now we have a mortgage out against the property. And the numbers on this deal, based off what we've seen in the area and even our property manager, who is a real estate agent, has verified that we're going to be looking at about a $85,000 value house. We take 70 to 80% as some lenders go up to 80 but we take 75% of that 85,000 and we're stuck with just about $60,000. At $62,000 to get into the house, we just bought a rental property for $2,000. We put 62 in, we got 60,000 back. The only difference is $2,000 and we have a renter in already. So it's cash flowing. They're paying our mortgage for us. We can now take this 60 grand, give ourselves 10 grand each or whatever percentage that we decide and that last 30, 40 grand right into another house. And we can do this process all over again. And that's the power of the burn method. The last step is that repeat step. And I wanted to kind of wrap up, unless you guys have anything else on that, of kind of the big lessons that you think you learned from, from this, these first failed deal and our first full deal. I think from the first failed deal, I would say don't fall in love with the deal or the property or the numbers, I would say, don't, don't get too fixed on a property because for me, I got so excited on that apartment. I was genuinely like really bummed <laughs> um, because it seemed like such a great deal. And it seemed like it was going to be so streamlined. And then it was one thing after another. Um, and I was like, crap. <laughs> um, so for a first deal that definitely like, it didn't turn me off to it because I know real estate deep down, that's what I want to do. Right. But uh, definitely don't, don't fixate too much on one deal that you don't go looking in other places. Um, and like TJ has been saying this whole time, your research, know what to look out for. Uh, look at what the city guidelines are and stuff like that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That's, that was my lesson. That's the same thing you're pretty much here from anybody who does any investment or even contractors. Um, if you watch any YouTubes, uh, listen to any other, you know, blogs or anything like that, read magazines, books, uh, online articles, um, the biggest thing is, you know, to add on to what you know, Jeff was saying is don't fall in love with the property. Don't make it personal. You, you are not going to live in this property. It is going to be an investment. And the other thing is, is, you know, when, if, and when you do get your property and you do your homework, trying to find out what all your, you know, your city, county, state, you know, if you're buying out of state, like we did, or they did, I live in North Carolina. Um, make sure you know all of that. And, research the neighborhood it's in uh you know if you know we, we were lucky enough to get this house extremely cheap twelve thousand dollars and everything else in the neighborhood is in that 75 to 100 maybe a little bit more because there's a few bigger houses in the area um but if you're able to see other houses in there or to look up those mls's from the last time they were sold and they all have you know standard formica countertops and you know they have you know just run-of-the-mill carpet don't go and put granite countertops in there. Don't go put marble floors in the bathroom. Um, you know, don't go put an in-ground pool out back because you're never going to get this money back. Set it up where we did ours is we tried to make it more, of a, more carefree and easy to clean and take care of. Uh, you know, we did solid vinyl core flooring, um, you know, and everything. Uh, you know, we did full vinyl shower and everything else. Um, so the transition to come in, Hey, cleaning company should be fairly easy. You don't have to worry about ripping carpet out because it got stained by animals or kids or an adult spilling red wine, whatever. Uh, you know, it's these are the things you need to look at to see 
you know, if we put carpet in here, it'd have been $1,800. But when the renter moves out, we got to put $1,800 into it again. We got vinyl flooring, cost $3,000. Wipe it up. It's solid vinyl. You know I mean, other than putting a knife to it, you can't, you can't harm it. Um, you know, don't overexpend. You know, you're not living in this house. Don't decorate it or design it for you. You know, make, get by with not as little as you can. You have to make it presentable, but, uh, you know, just don't overdo it. Yeah. And I think those are both great points. I think for me, uh, and something I really want to take into other faucets is, uh, to get creative. Um, the reason I wanted to ask Jeff, uh, you know, about what was going on with him, not is not to put him on the spot, but to show that in the middle of a deal, we hadn't even started the rehab when that happened. We had a massive restructure of the business that we, we were able to reconcile and we were all gentlemen about it. And luckily we're all very mature about how we were approaching it and we want to continue the partnerships and we we had to get really creative we had to go to different contractors we had to fire one we had to hire one we had an issue with a a small sign that we had an issue with a window because like jason was saying we had back orders that every we had to go to this lender or this supplier this lowe's this home depot it was an hour away to get certain parts that we needed for the house But when we found out that the shortest amount of time that we could get one of the windows was 10 weeks and we we couldn't wait 10 weeks, we needed to get a renter in. We had already waited four months. We needed to figure something out. So we were able to work with our contractor on, let's put a smaller window in and reframe it. It took extra time. It took extra money. But that $500 allowed us to finish the project early, not be sitting in an area with boarded up windows because the windows need to be replaced. And we just had to be creative in multiple different areas. And I want to be able to take the creativity we had with structuring the deal, structuring the business, structuring our rehab. We had issues where uh, an area of the floor was actually caved in and they had to replace both the joist and jack the floor. We, we want to take those creativity ideas that we learned and apply it to how can we be creative on our next funding? How can we be creative in finding a silent partner and, and take that creativity elsewhere? Because you two touched on it. Can't fall in love with the first property. We've been told by everyone that you need to get into real estate. If you, if you lose money, you guys got to start somewhere. You learn a lot of lessons. And we, we almost lost two, our 2,000 of our 20,000 of all we had. We almost lost 10% of all we had on the very first offer yet alone deal but it came to the point of we learned when to walk away and then to your point it it just it just keeps growing so we can we can compound each other but i feel like that's great you know besides that i'm just excited for our next deal i don't know about you guys i know we're looking columbia maybe florida when jeff moved down there maybe stick across the street there's a house with a roof in a roof that caved in if we can try to find some way to replace that roof it's a nice house. We just need to replace that roof. Yeah, we, we may do it. Hey, so I'm, if the numbers are right, we'll uh, we'll jump on it. <laughs> so, so with that, I don't have any closing remarks, guys. I appreciate you coming out. Hey, it was a good time. Good job. <laughs> and we uh, we will see you guys next week. Thanks, everyone. Have a good one. Later. <laughs>